on Giddy Up, the Weekend Review with Jack Dickens. Dicko, good morning to you. It was a great weekend of racing. Ah, phenomenal weekend, G. And hats off you to you. I'm, I'm very well, mate. Hats off to you. you tipped the house down at the Valley. You read that track perfectly. Yeah, it was a great day. It was a um, very rewarding day and full credit to the track staff for letting the track race as the track should race. It'll end up being a really good form reference now for punters to to dig into and follow moving forward. You'll find horses that were good versus the pattern and you'll find horses that were blessed so by how, the pattern. How did you, you can, uh, so as a, as a punter and if you owned a few horses, how did you think that Mooney Valley track played? Because it's been phenomenal. under a little bit of criticism fast, of recent um, times. You know, look, the last time I was a nice on-pace pattern there at the Valley, you didn't hear many of the participants actually complain. Uh, I think the good trainers just sort of, they know what they're going to get when they go to the Valley. And if it doesn't suit them, and that they understand that. And it's just a platform race towards their, their bigger targets. Uh, and we can read into that when we're reviewing these these sort of races. It's, it's trickier when, when the tracks aren't to what the usual pattern is. And um, it's a little bit harder to to read where a horse might be in a preparation. But, you know, if you had a horse there on Saturday and, and you thought you were near its top, you could send it forward and, and sort of potentially blow it up for that prep. But, you know, have a crack at winning that race. Or you could just take your, take your medicine and uh, get through your gears and set yourself up for a nice preparation. Totally agree. Oh four double nine seven three six seven three six to join our conversation here on Giddy Up on this Monday morning. A couple of terrific prizes to give it away. A Signet Boost Power Bank is one of those. In fact, it's the only prize we're giving away today. So, um, oh, get turn your, it up. Yeah, get your text messages in. Oh four double nine seven three six seven three six. You need them, especially heading towards the spring. You go to the races. Your phone always runs out of charge. You need a Signet Boost Power Bank. I'll give you the tip. Let's have a chat. Yours would. Yes. You'd just be filming yourself strolling around, doing yeah. a little TikTok gear yeah. off and about. Let's um, go through some of these races on Saturday at Mooney Valley. Geez, I love the, the performance of the WA sprinting star over the 1,000 metres. Acromantula for the Pierce brothers. Craig Williams was in the saddle. It was a beautiful ride by Craig Williams. Let's relive that moment there on Saturday. This is the feature at the Valley, the Carline Stakes. Acro Mantula glides towards the corner at the 300 metres. A length and a half to snap her off its back. Omni Man Hypothetical Ashford Street in the next line. Acro Mantula 150 metres to go. Led by a length and a half to Hypothetical who's finishing well. But Acro Mantula too fast, too quick. Won it by a length. Acro Mantula from Hypothetical. It was a great ride by Craig Williams. That um, galloped around like a greyhound. Acro Mantula. And he never really looked like getting beat, Dicko. Yeah, and surprisingly, I was surprised how easily you got sort of got control of this race. They've gone nice and quick, but they haven't gone quick for the class, and it's a thousand meter race, so it wouldn't matter where they raced. It's an advantage to sit up on the speed in the thousand meter race. Um, full credit to Craig, great ride. Out of this race, I'm a little bit. The overall rating's strong and good, but I'm just a bit concerned about the race as a as a form reference moving forward. Yeah. Um, you know, which which horse here would you think is capable of going on to bigger and better things here? For well, me, that I'm, was I'm his saying race. probably none. That was and his then, race, Acromantula, 1,000 metres around the valley. Yeah, um, sort of what we just said at the start, G. Yeah. So this was a horse where, hey, this, this could be a great opportunity for us to win a race in Melbourne. Let's go, handlebars down. Um, yeah, Hypothetical was a nice performance. Asher Street's a nice performance. But those horses we know pretty well and they're pretty hard to place, stepping up in grade and, and sort of from a black booking point of view. Hypothetical was second. Ashford Street, geez, he's a beauty. He runs a big race. I'd love to own him. Yeah. Um, Omni Man's come towards the end of his preparation and Sweet Rye was out the back and probably a little bit disappointing as well. So 
that's the story there in the car line stakes. Uh, Omni Man's the big concern. Like he was heavily yeah. back from nine o'clock onwards. He started sort of two sixty the exchange, but you know, that was like three dollars, three twenty around in the morning and mm, I don't know mm. what to do with that horse. The Rampant Handicap over the 2,000 metres, this race was a slowly run race. Irish Flame trying to lead all the way at the valley was going like Dick, Dicko would when he started to started his running campaign once again. Going, seven, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what it was like. Case. It was like me yesterday leaving yeah. Rod Laver Arena at, yeah. after three hours of sitting through the monster trucks with my son. Okay. Um, uh, wow. One of yeah. the best and Definitely worst experiences of my life, all wrapped up in one. All right, the then. loudest thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Anyway, back to the ponies. Monster trucks. So I love the monster trucks. Now, Irish Flame finished down the track, of course, but future history. I thought it was a good ride by Carleen Heffelin. Interpretation was a good effort under the circumstances. What did you make of this race? And can you follow any of these horses going forward, Dicko? You you cannot follow them with confidence, but you can't sack anything. This is like a no. glorified barrier trial for 150k. Um, absolute walk as slow as they ever go i loved carlene's balance in the last sort of 400 meters to keep her horse like nice intent but then didn't panic really balanced ride um, she's riding really well uh, interpretations the the flashing light run that is entitled to sort of flash home these horses will go to the races in three two probably four weeks and they will face a completely different setup to what they dealt with here and that makes it tricky to to trust and set them up properly as bets. Okay. What about Malalock? It, it's an impressive young horse for Lindsay Smith winning the second. I know that you were keen on her chances. She's a four-year-old by trust and a gust, but she's had, what, the five starts or four starts now for three victories. And she fired first up, and she fired in a big way to lead all of the way. What's her ceiling? I think might be a group horse. Yep. Gapped him, killed him, showed intent, phenomenal ride by Mertens. He didn't have to be that aggressive, but he was. Um, he took everything out of the race. Her last 600 was better than her first 600, which is just scary considering the race shape. Um, and This you, is a very, very, very exciting animal. And so do you take into consideration when you profile trainers, for instance, and we know Uncle Lindsay pretty well, and he's been adamant on this show before when he goes through his philosophies, like his philosophies in the way that he prepares a thoroughbred. And, you know, he can change from time to time things. But he's always indicated that third, fourth up is that that's when his horses start to really hit their their peak during a preparation. You don't usually see his horses win like that first up. Yeah, I think that's a factor for sure. Yeah. But so the market the market said this horse was here to play, but it also might have just said this horse is a lot better than them. Um, it's SP profile throughout its career sort of said, I'm pretty good. There are excuses at its last two. So it began awkwardly at the Valley in a benchmark 70. It was slowly away to start prior. It was able to win that, the, the slowly away race that ran third. Like it's just a nice horse in a race that wasn't full of nice horses. And, um, I, I think this was one of the horses to take from Mooney Valley, despite it being suited by the track pattern and the, and the bias. Uh, this is a horse you can take forward and, it's going to come up like a real decision, I no, no doubt, G, like next time it comes around because it's yeah. going to be kept real tight in the market by the, the plastics as we go up and uh, we've just got to sort of make a decision there, where, whatever the race looks like. But, four-year-old mare, I wonder what Uncle Lindsay's thinking with her. Black top. Yeah, he probably sh still try and go through his grades and then see if he can get to a nice race throughout the spring. Um, Hennessy Lad was impressive. I think we expected that, but... 
And then Sealy got the job done, defeating Legend of Dubai. And I'm a Shelby run another honest race on pace. They're off um, sitting outside the leader. I'm a Shelby birthday stuff, like loves the valley, loves that setup. Correct. Nice horse, love to own it. Um, the Dubai horse was the run that you can follow with a little bit of confidence. It will be found and overbet, but it's a, a run of a horse that's about to, to, to do nice things. And Hennessy lad, um, really confident ride, yeah. um, Luke Nolan. It, it looked at, I'm surprised it didn't start a lot shorter than it did. It looked a little bit better than these. It had the form that said it's a little bit better than these. And um, yeah, it was too good for him. But Legend of Dubai is a nice horse you can sort of potentially make some money out of. Um, the, the horse that interests me yep. a little bit out of this race, but it's a pretty hard horse to sort of place. It started $130 on the exchange. De Niro, gee. Race fastest last 200 and 100, you know, not suited at all by the, the race shape. Um, yeah. I don't know where they go with this horse. They'd have options. Um, but Michael Hoogland, Hoodland, uh, he's a good trainer. This horse wherever he wants. And it's, uh, if it hits the line, like it hit the line on Saturday, on a, say, a Wednesday race, uh, you'd want to be on. Looking at some data here, Dicko, what's your data suggest what happened in race number five? And if I'm reading correctly, then. Tony Salisbury would say this, this could be his counter argument, the, the track curator looking after proceedings there at the Valley the other day. Well, Gareth, if the jockeys show a little bit of intent and they run along a bit in front, then horses can come off the speed and make the spin. He didn't loaf in front. Uh, I think what's, what's key yes. when you want to read tracks and, and pen tracks and what I use is the punting form class benchmark. So it's relevant to those horses level and how hard they go to the 600. Correct. So first race, very slow. Second race, slow. So Moa Locke showed intent. A horse that no one anticipated probably leading the race mm -hmm. was able to lead at a tempo that is slow for that grade of race. So that's, there's no pressure on him to lead. So you're no. giving him the PR. Yeah. That's uh, what I mean. So it doesn't matter if there is a track bias or not. Your time suggests that if a horse with that quality does what it did in the early stages of that race, it is going to be difficult to run down. Yeah. Yep. All right, then. Other races? Or, or you go to a horse, a race a race like race nine with the nine knowledge. Yes. Where it's just a, a sectional perfection from Wiramu Pin, Billy Pin, one of the great uh, import apprentices we've ever seen. Like, he's gone so fast, he's just broken their hearts. And it's just a thing of beauty, that ride. Which that, is, that's the yeah. ride of the day is Billy Pins' ride on Deny Knowledge. Which is a skill in itself. And I don't care if you're a harness racing driver or a jockey. There's certain drivers and jockeys that have got a clock in the head that can rate mm. horses to perfection. Now, some horses do need to go slow up front and they mm. need to walk and have a good kick. Some horses can't go too slow up in front because then that brings other horses into the race with a better turn of foot and they get beat. So mm. it's horses for courses when you're trying to read a race like that yep. and you've summed it up perfectly. So, um, and I think that's the art when you analyze these races is that you look at the data, you understand these figures and you go, all right, then why, why did this happen? Mm. And, and that's exactly the, 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 the edge in this sport is swimming against the, the tide. So everyone's saying, Oh, this is so on pace. I couldn't make ground. No, this isn't fair. Just buckle up and try and find the opportunity within that narrative. And the opportunity here is deny knowledge. So this race, you can sort of trust everything because they've just been given an almighty gallop. You'd want to be careful about them 
if they backed up next week, Jay, you'd be nervous about them in two weeks. You'd be happy with them in three weeks, and you're probably really keen on one of these horses in four weeks. Did horse like French Emperor is probably that's enough. Yep. It's been up for a while, but like the did deny knowledge blow up Saint Lawrence? He blew them all up. Yeah, be interesting to see what Johnny O'Neill has to say about Saint Lawrence. <laughs> he blew them up though off a really good trial, yep. a huge trial, and a and a and a profile that said, hey, I, I can handle like really brutal tempos early in preps. I did it last prep and I'm going to try and do it again. And it was the master and the apprentice. So there would have been a lot more trust. You know, like Billy would have been told how to ride the horse from his master. So he's just got a little bit more clarity in the in the instruction. Yeah. A lot of things would have aligned here, but I think St. Lawrence, you just trust that SP. You want to see it three or four weeks between runs and um, forgive it. Like it's just been put into the furnace. It's gone really yeah. good overall versus what it's done so far in its career. 8.21, this is Giddy Up with Gareth Hall, Jack Dickens with a review on this Monday morning. We'll take a quick break. I Probably if I had to take one horse home from Mooney Valley, it might be the winner of the last. I'd be interested to see what Dicker has to say about Sahel. that. Sahel. Yeah, I love Sahel. Um, Sahel the Love man. a bit of Sahel. South African form. And we'll also get Dicko's opinion on a few of those races in Sydney, but looking forward to a dream weekend of racing. This Memsey Stakes is going to be something else come boy, Saturday boy, at the Heath. 736 to join our conversation on Getting Up on this Monday morning, 8.26. Dicko, thoughts on Najim Sahail and the last at the Valley Market spat it out a bit. Couldn't believe the price we got. That's from the Rooster. It was a big price for this horse that had a setback couple of weeks ago was meant to go around at the Valley. I mean, I should say at Flemington had to go to the Valley here. They took the easier option. They could have went to the car line, but they went for this race there and that um, final event at the Valley and the son of star spangled banner continues on his really good winning strike rate. Dicko. Yeah. Gelded now. Uh, I think there's a bit of a story behind this horse. Shout out to Jimbo. Yeah. He went, he he was was locked in a paddock. He was like, couldn't get him out of a paddock for a couple of years or something well, in South Africa. Yeah, he was purchased by Hello, John. Mike Cock and, and Connections over there in South Africa. And they thought enough of him that they took him to Dubai. Um, and he's owned by a few interests there based in Dubai. Um, a few sheiks there in the ownership. And oh, to Mike DeCock, I don't think they could really get him out during COVID. So Something happened. Yeah. There's a story there and you need to dig. We had a chat to Manny DeCock about it. He mentioned something like that. Anyway, that's why he's only been a lightly race galloper. But they believe he's definitely a group horse. Maybe there, maybe there could be a nice race in him this prep. He is definitely a group horse. He's now performed really well down the Flemington Strait and around the Mooney Valley Bend. Yep. The ride from Thomas Stockdale, who's in really, really nice form, was elite. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think... You just got to follow this horse wherever it goes. The market spat him out, so you might be gifted a price again next start. Um, the market doesn't like horses off setbacks and too many days between runs. It confuses it, and um, yeah, I understood where the market sort of went a little bit. Um, but the, it, this so horse that's is a very... lesson. That's a lesson for people out there sometimes. If you're really price sensitive, which I don't reckon too many are, but if you are and you like a horse that's off like 45 days or 51 days and you can't see a barrier trial or a jump out, the market likely spits that out because it's had a setback. So it's like it had a foot abscess, it trodden a nail, it had a runny nose. Something happened at home that isn't the perfect preparation for that horse to be three and four weeks between runs, which I, is what most horses will be. I wish we got to see it again. I reckon, she, I reckon he would have bit Benedetta at the Valley that day. I mean, at Flemington down the straight that day. It would have been a good race. Yeah. 
would have been a great race. But that was one of the great rides all time, Tatum Bull. But if Tatum Bull sat with, you know, two pairs further back, maybe. But I think Benedetta's a freak too. I think these both those horses are two of the more exciting sort of fresh sprinters in the Victorian ranks. It's a big number what it's done here. It's, it's backed it up from its Flemington number, which is uncommon. Um, this horse could be really good. What and yeah. if a horse handles a straight and the valley, favourite to handle Caulfield. So there you've got the three main tracks in Victoria handled. Uh, I really, really like Najim Sahail as a horse. Um, therefore, you have to sort of respect Grignot's uh, SP against it now. It had that big fat number to start prior. Uh, Red Hot Nick's like a horse that'll improve. Super Razi was off a very, very good jump out and went really well, but I think that's about its level. Yep. Whereas I think Grigots uh, and Red Hot Nick particularly can improve, and um, that's about it for race 10 what, there at the Valley. What horses do you want to follow out of the Valley? We haven't even spoken about the best horse probably that went around on Saturday. That's Inhibitions in race 6. It's a freak. Very good you horse. You reckon? I don't know about that. They're, yeah, I do. I don't <laughs> Godolphin, um didn't want to run it in the Rosebud because they didn't think she was up to that type of club. Was it the Rosebud? It was scratched anyway from a Sydney race a week ago, save for this race at the at the Valley. Um, yeah, they've got too many horses. They wouldn't half know. Like, I I think this horse well, what race is she going? Saturday. What race is she going to win then? Whatever. I don't know. I don't, I'm not the racing manager for the Godolphin. Yeah. I just think the horse put on a really good performance on Saturday. It was absolutely abused by the punters. It started very, very short. It was 480 when they went up. Yep. On Wednesday afternoon, Thursday morning, uh, there's a, like almost a four-length gap to third, which is another sign the race is strong. Um, I really like Aussie Impress was good. Inhibitions was very good. Mm-hmm. Last 200 meters was really, really nice work. And I think the horse to follow from the meeting comes out of this race. It's right to party, right to party. Anthony and Sam Friedman, um, well worse than midfield, out in the inferior lanes on Saturday, race fastest last 100 and 200 metres. A very, very nice return uh, from right to party. This is sort of what I spoke about at the start of the show, G. Like, this horse is just on a on a preparation, you know, yeah. kicked off here. They didn't try and ride it any different. They just took their medicine. It's done a lovely piece of work to say, hey, I'm in for a really good preparation. I think right to party is a player in anything they want to go at. And in the third race, I know that you were tipping Ambassadorial and defeated Robrick. Um, Mickey Gannon was all over that Waterhouse and Bot Train Galloper as well on winners on Saturday morning. Were you surprised that Mark Zara handed up on Robrick? No. No. Had his chance in the end. What would you want him to do? Well, maybe hold the front. Take on Gay Horse. Uh I don't know. I expected the map to be how the map was. Like, if you're on a $2.50 shot versus a $25 shot, you just sit outside it. I would, if I owned Rodbrick, I wouldn't be blowing up. Um, Just a nice, tough, on-pace, gay-bite horse that did a job. Um, Yeah, simple. What horses do you want to be following out of that card? Just your top three there, Dicko. Time to party. Yes. Mower lock. Yep. And from Sydney, I really like Razita for Chrissy Lee's. Chrissy Just loved Lees. it. Big, big performance first up. Um, I think Chrissy Lee's has a really smart one there. Now, just having a look at the Bet365 market in the Memsey, this is going to be one hell of a race come Saturday. It's perfect for the MRC and Racing Victoria to really market this race because you've got the best in the country doing battle in Mr. Brightside. <laughs> I wish I win an alligator blood in a weekend. 
where the AFL gives everyone a free kick because there's no football. Mr. Brightside, $3. Now equal favourite with I wish I win at $3. And Alligator Blood at 5 Are you still with the Alligator, Dicko, on a, on a Monday morning at 8.33? Oh yeah, I just I just can't wait to 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 back him. Is it? Can I back him now? If you want, you can. Princess Look, if Grace. I, if I had to bet now, and you never do, gamble responsibly. One eight hundred eight five eight eight five eight. I'd have Alligator Blood number one seed, mm-hmm. but Brightside was very 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 good first up, wasn't he? I wish I win. Isn't he the best sprinter in the land? Probably is. So why is he, why aren't you backing him first? How forward is he? Now? How wound up is the champ? That's he, what we need to know. Be wound we need a yard up. report. We need to just dig a lot deeper. He'll be wound sort of... up. He'll be wound up because he's got a six week break into the Everest, so he'll be ready to go. Oh, is he going? Is he going this into the Everest? Yes, hundred percent. He'll be ready to. He, he'll be ready to fire on Saturday. My mail. Is... Moody doesn't swim between the flags, no. does he? My mail is that. Um, is the nose roll on on Saturday? Hundred percent, Luke Nolan. You'll probably set a little close if he draws a gate. Who's got the best turn of foot in the race? Oh, I wish I win. Yeah. So alligator blood. He'll be running along at the heath to try yeah, and he take. He might that. do a bit of a deny knowledge. Yes, to him. that'll be a fascinating race. Hey, um, Dicko, it's always a pleasure. Well done on Never the weekend. Never a chore. Yeah, you tip the house down, and um, we'll catch up with you a little later on. Bye for now. There's Jack Dickens there with the review. Today's wagering update brought to you by Bet365, the world's favourite online betting brand. Imagine what you could be buying instead for free and confidential support. Visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Let's take the news. The debrief coming up next. Imagine what you could be buying instead. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. The SEN app, now compatible with Apple Watch. Download today to 